We want to welcome one and all to our service here this morning. You have been welcomed already, but we just want to repeat the welcome once again. And, uh, you know, maybe this week has been a, a tough week for you. Maybe this week has been a week where you found that your strength is gone. There's nothing more left to give. Maybe this past week you found that, ah, Lord, I've been trusting and circling this problem over and over in my life, but today, once again, I come before you because only you can solve whatever it is that needs a solution in my life. Well, the Word of God says in Psalm 18, verse 32, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. That's the one version. The other version says, makes my way secure. And may the Lord just arm you today with strength as you experience this refreshing touch upon your life today. We are here and we are worshipping a great God. He, he has been faithful and He will continue to be faithful. Let's this morning just give Him the glory that He deserves today. Welcome one and all. And may you be blessed today. Here in his presence. We're going to pray together this morning and pray for a few folk this morning. The Lord will just touch them and, and, and just be with them today. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are always with us every step of the way. We look to you this morning. We commit our all to you and we pray that you will lead us, guide us, and direct us today. Father, we pray for Callan this morning, Glennon's son, that you'll be with him, Lord, and that your hand will be upon him, that you, you will just be close to him, Lord. We pray that you will be with the rest of the family, that they will not be anxious, but know that, Lord, you are there in control of the matter, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you touched him. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we also want to thank you for the recovery of Tracy and we continue to bring the, the discomfort that she experiences, Lord. We come and we bring it before you and we, we take authority over it and we pray, Lord Jesus, that you, as she, as she have the healing process, progresses, Lord, that you, she will experience your refreshing healing touch upon her as your healing virtues flow over her, Lord. Father, then there are others, Lord, who are really battling and struggling, not only with health, but with other issues in their lives, Lord, unspoken issues. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will reach out to them today and that you will minister to them in a special way and be their strength and their shield today. Be their refuge today, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you for this day and we want to thank you for these moments that we have in your presence. What a privilege it is. And we pray that you will now continue with us and uh, you will minister to us, Lord, through the, the authority of your word. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Let's go to Joshua chapter 6. We're busy with Joshua chapter 6 now, eh? <laughs> A very well-known portion. All of us know this portion very well. The title of the message is The Wall Breaker. Has the Lord been a wall breaker in your life lately? Has the Lord been a wall breaker in certain circumstances and situations? Let your, 
have found yourself in as he come through for you. And let's read together here from Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Let's, say, let's start. Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Hey, people were afraid, eh? The Jericho, Jericho what, do, what do we call those people? What do we call them, eh? We spoke about the Jerichoites and everybody else. Uh, and uh, as we continue here, in this chapter we are told so many things, but let's continue to read because we haven't uh, completed our reading. Let's go to verses, verses 2 there. Let's read. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do not do this for six days. Having Have seven priests carry trumpets of rams, horns, in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priest blowing the trumpets. When you hear them around a uh, sound a long, long blast on the trumpets. Have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the people, advance, march around the city with the armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua had commanded the people, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. Let's go to verse 12. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. Then the seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, shout, shout. And let's go to verse 20. When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted at the sound of the trumpets. When the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in. And they took the city. So far, may God bless the reading of his precious word. What a story. Do you think we should still continue now? Huh? 
In this chapter, we are told the gates of Jericho were tightly shut. You can imagine how disheartened the Israelites were when they were confronted with this insurmountable locked-up wall, which was very wide, extremely high, and consisted of an outer and an inner structure. In other words, an outer and an inner wall as well. Some would have struggled with doubt or given up hope of ever, ever seeing the promised land that lay on the other side. Joshua and all the men of war stood looking at those walls around that great city, seeing their despair. God then sent the word out, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. Verse 2. I've given it to you already. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be worried. So whatever you are facing right now, the Lord is saying, I have given you the victory. I have given you the answer. I have given you the breakthrough. God promises Israel the victory before they ever attack Jericho. He lets them know about the conclu conclusion rather before they ever enter their battle. So whatever happened, it was already concluded before, he, for, before the victory came. It's already concluded. So whatever is happening in your life, when God is busy, it is already concluded. And as Pauline always says when she prays, it has an expiry date. It has an expiry date. Whatever it is, there's an expiry date all over it. Despite what the natural circumstances are telling you, no matter what is happening, there is a conclusion. They had a choice to take God at his word, though, or to believe their current circumstances. The people of God had to decide whether they would continue the journey to where God wanted them or whether they should just turn back and retreat. And we know they didn't retreat. They moved forward in spite of all the obstacles. They did not retreat. And the first point I want to make, and seeing that we do have, you know, seven times marching around, you noted that there are seven points. So today I'm keeping you here for the whole day, so you better, better prepare yourself for that. First point is they had a word from God, verses 2 to 6. They had a word from God. God promised them, and he, ha he gave them the word. You see, when you have a word from God, it does not matter what stands in your way. You have a word from God, and he will fulfill that word. Sometimes we don't, want, we don't understand how, why it takes so long, but when you have a word from God, he will fulfill his word. Just let us remember that wars and obstacles are temporary. And subject to God's authority. His word is eternal, powerful, and cannot return void without achieving its purpose. We know that when we, we read about it in Isaiah chapter, chapter 55, verses 10 to 11. That is why we never give up when we have a word from the Lord. I, I often ask people this, you know, when, you know, people often, in the when people today they had a call from the Lord to serve him. 
Then I asked them, do you have a word from the Lord? And if you don't have a word from the Lord, my brother, my sister, whatever you are doing, it might not be a calling like for the pastor, but it might be something you've got to do. If you have a word from the Lord, you will go do whatever you need to do with confidence, whether they are obstacles, whether they are challenges. That word will carry you through. You, will, you can always go back to that word and say, Lord, this is what you've said in your word. And I'm holding on to that. Are you still with me? All right. Uh, don't be worried. Don't be anxious about anything. Just focus. Okay? When we choose to follow him, he always gives us his best and steps in to fight on our behalf. His only expectation is that we will take him at his word and trust him regardless of our circumstances. Joshua had a God who communicated with him. You and I have a God who communicates with us. He longs to talk to us. He longs to speak into our lives. He's always in touch with us. He wants to be in touch with us. Whatever your obstacles... God is willing to cross it with you. He is committed to communicating with us as his people, providing us with strength and with hope. If you are up against a wall and want to know how to deal with it today, do not try to overcome it in your own strength. Why don't you speak the word into that situation? Lord wants us to speak the word into your life. And I, it's so wonderful to speak it. Whatever we're going through, if we need strength, God is my refuge and strength. I speak the word into my life eh? or into the situation. You have to speak the word into the lives of your family and your children. Have you spoken the word into their lives? Speak it into their lives, your family, your children. It's the word that changes people. It's not my word. It's God's word. Speak the word into whatever your family is experiencing right now. You can speak the word into that situation, into your family member. We have to speak the word into all our circumstances because things will change. Oh, or things will not change, let me rather put it that way, or improve if we do not. God himself stands over and watches over his own word, making sure it is fulfilled. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, the Lord has said, I'm watching to see that my word is being fulfilled in your life. When God speaks, things happen. When he declares a thing, even if our reality looks nothing like he promised, we can be sure that a turnaround is coming. Despite what we see, through good and bad, highs and lows, ups and downs, peaks and valleys, in plenty and in want, God wants us all to be confident that he has the final say. Are you still there with me? The word of God kept them going when times were tough. But secondly, they did not only have a word from the Lord, they had an infallible 
partner in God. He's, un, he's, he's, he's the one who, who never fails. He's infallible. Our God. Israel's partner was none other than God himself. He was in absolute control of the battle. He was leading them and he was the guarantee of their victory. Drinking some holy water. As we face obstacles of our lives, it is a blessing to know that we do not have to face them alone or in our own strength. No obstacle is insurmountable as long as we face it in the Lord. In this text, we see God download a specific pattern, a specific strategy to bring down the walls and allow them to enter their promised land. Even though the plan sounded unconventional, it was unconventional. Hey, the Lord just said, march around the city. Would you do? have done that for six, uh, every day, for six days, and the seventh day, seven times? And the walls will fall flat. Would you have believed that? Let's be honest now this morning. It was unconventional. Joshua obediently led the people in it, making sure their attitudes were in agreement in the lead up to that one incredible moment when the walls came crumbling down. Joshua did not want any human reasoning. To erode, and I love this word erode is why, you know, it's like something that eats into someone. Something is eroded, something has been eaten into, isn't it so? Or eats away, something that has been eaten away. Isn't it true? Oh no, you're not, you're not with me this morning, eh? Joshua did not want any human reasoning to erode the power of agreement and faith. So he commanded them not to speak at Oh, corrode is the word actually, but it, you know, erode is the same, Muriel, <laughs> that you that you speak about these days. These days we speak about the thing as corroded, isn't it true, Fabian? Yeah. Uh, uh, to speak at all these days, we need to we need to at all times realize that when God has said something, let's speak what He has spoken. What an act of faith it was for Joshua and the people to march around the city. I don't know whether you would have done that. Eh? You think it's, you must remember it's three billion people. It's not three people. Three billion people marching around the city. Their obedience to God produced wonders. I don't know how long it took for what, you know, for three billion people to march around the city. Once. How long do you think it took? What an act of faith it was. Their obedience to God produced, as I said, wonders. We, we read of no negative spirit among them. And yet there must have been. We read of no discouragement among them. We read of no disbelief among them. As they marched, as they circled the city, they could see the seemingly impossible or the seeming impossibility of the situation, yet they walked in obedience. 
Many today pride themselves on living with re within reason. Have you heard that? Let's live within reason. I want to say this. If you're a child of the Lord, you don't live within reason. You can't live and say, I want to perceive the results before I believe it. We live by faith. And people are not living by faith these days. They want to live within reason. This is convenient for me. Isn't it true? There's too many people living within reason, but God calls his people to live by faith. We are to walk in faith and obedience to his direction and leadership in our lives. Can you imagine how the people in Jericho or Jericho must have re reacted? All that was heard was the sound of, re of ram's horns every day for six days. The trumpets, in other words. And the pounding of the soldiers' feet for six days. Eventually, even the people in Jericho started to mock them, started to boo them probably, jeer them and boo them. But God still came through for his people. Sometimes people will boo you. Sometimes people will mock you. But you still got to take your stand for him. And then thirdly, they believed God, verses 11 to 12. God fought this battle on behalf of the Israelites. We would be foolish to think that we can succeed without God, yet we find ourselves defaulting to our own methods and strengths and wisdom to fight our battles. Isn't it true? You and I are presented with a choice, the choice to believe the words of God or to believe the lies of Satan. He is a master at presenting to us a picture of a better life, fuller life, a better and fuller life apart. Listen to this, from obedience to the Lord. Did you hear that? Because your life will be better, your life will be fuller if you disobey the Lord. But is that true? Let me say this to you this morning. Sin or disobedience never produced what it promised. Have you ever experienced that? That it produced what it promised? But I can say that it only results in death, shame, and guilt if we are disobedient. Have you been obedient to him this morning? They believed God. Do you believe him this morning? Are you trusting him? They acted in faith partly, verses 13 and 14. I hope you're still with me. We have a few minutes left. This event stands on, out because it is a story of God's people emerging victoriously when facing an impossible situation. What kind of faith? was it that caused the walls to come down? What do you think? Faith, despite the odds being against them. The odds were, how are those walls going to crumble? It appeared to be totally impossible to bring down those walls, and yet the walls were brought down. Faith, despite, despite a very strange plan. This plan was for them to march six times, eh? <laughs> circle Jericho once a day for six days and the people wondered how are we going to get through this what is going to happen huh? they circle Jericho all the time but in spite of doubts they must have doubted there must have been doubts there must have been skepticism 
When God wants to do something big, though, he starts with, with something small. He always starts with something small. When he wants to do the miraculous, though, he starts with the impossible. And he comes through for us. There are things that God wants us to do and obstacles that need, that really need defeating in our lives so we can become powerful Christians that can change the world for Jesus. We must learn not to look at our obstacles as dead ends this morning, but as opportunities for the Lord to work in our lives. Is he working in your life? Do you see the opportunities? For God to work in your life this morning. Do you see the opportunities for you to grow as an individual? But then perfectly, they did it God's way. Can you see? Points are quite short, eh? I used to, did you think we could get through five of them already by this time? Eh? They did it God's way, verses 15 and 16. His way may seem too hard, too slow, or as in this case, too foolish. But his way is always the best way. Always the best way. God wants to be involved in every area of our lives. Everything we do is important to him. When you and the Lord are a partnership, you are an unbeatable team. Remember that. You are an unbeatable team. A formidable team. When you and the Lord are in partnership. Is he your partner this morning? Is he part of everything that is happening in your life? And then sixthly. Point number six. Did you hear that? They released a new sound of victory. Verse 20. A new sound of victory. The city of Jericho was ultimately overthrown by a sound. Not an ordinary sound but a supernatural sound of praise. Can you imagine the sheer volume of the sound of praise as the people brought their amen, meaning, so be it, Lord, into the situation. Ah, can you imagine the volume? Three billion people shouting. Can you imagine the volume, eh? <laughs> Are you still with me now, huh? What do you want me to what do you want to hear next? This sound released reached far and wide with its penetrating tones, filling the airwaves and transforming the atmosphere surrounding it. It's changed the atmosphere. Where there was doubt before, there were no longer doubts. They saw it happening before them just because of a shout. A shout. And I'm not saying you must now go and look at your situation and shout at it. <laughs> but in this case here, that it was a shout. And everything changed. Maybe what the Lord is saying here to us is, call out to him. Let the Lord hear your voice in the midst of everything. Let him hear your cry. You see, atmosphere speaks of a pervading or surrounding influence or mood or spirit. What's the pervading atmosphere or mood or, sp or spirit in your life, in your home, 
at your workplace? What is the pervading atmosphere? What do you bring into, into that atmosphere that changes everything? The atmosphere we create has a direct effect on the way forward for us. Sometimes we let our circumstances dictate our mood. But in the New Testament, we read about a church in Thessalonica. In the New Testament, the Thessalonians, the Bible says in verses 7 and 8 of chapter 1, they became, they became a sounding board from which the gospel echoed across the world. Now, and it was echoing from place to place in ever-widening circles. I ask you this morning, what is it that you are echoing? What is it that you, as his child, echoes forth wherever you go? The sound of, when I think of these, these Israelites, the sound of triumph required a willingness to follow the plan. And because they followed the plan, the people did not shout. After seeing the walls come down, they shouted in faith and assurance even before the walls came down. How do you like that? Even before the walls came down, they shouted. Eh? How about you and I? Sometimes we see things happening and we pray about something. And we trust trusting the Lord for something. I pray that you will see the answer. When you pray for a family member, see the answer coming before it arrives. See the breakthrough before it arrives. That's faith. I see it. It is coming. And that's what it was all about here at Jericho. Often setbacks are really set up for our future. The sound of triumph is heard at just the right time. How do you like that? This sound of triumph is heard at just the right time. It was on the seventh day. Did you hear that? And the seventh time around the city that the people shouted and the walls came down. How many times do we try to and get ahead of God and we miss the triumph that he has promised? Let's not try and get ahead of him. Yes, I'm saying again, you've got to, when you pray for something, you see it. Now don't run ahead and try and force the issue. Wait for it the way these people waited. Sometimes we see the answer, but we don't. We, we, we try to force the issue and we want to immediately, and the Lord says, just carry on, it will come. My time is, timing is perfect. Sometimes the sound of triumph can be short-lived, especially if we act unwisely. Just what I just said now, we go ahead and we want to do our own thing. It could be short-lived, but we don't want the triumph to be short-lived. We want it to be forever over and conquered. I want to just mention something that is happening in our world today. It's called sologamy. I don't know if you heard about sologamy. Anybody heard about it? I'm going solo. You know, the sologamy is a new phenomenon, a growing trend where people are marrying themselves. Have, do you know that? People are marrying themselves. This is popular in particular among women. 
I don't think a man would want to marry himself, but I know a woman would want, you know. People, <laughs> probably men are doing it as well. But this is popular among women. They walk down the aisle by themselves to give themselves away to themselves. Did you hear that? Give themselves away to themselves. Sologamy or self-marriage, they call it self-marriage, is a symbolic ceremony where you commit to maintaining a meaningful, deep and loving relationship with yourself. Did you hear that? Did you hear this before? Sologamy says, why not throw a party to celebrate you and yourself alone? People are quiet now. Are you listening? Sologamy so, okay. so says, give to yourself what you often seek from other people. It is a lifelong commitment to loving yourself fully. Sologamy. So Did you hear that? Loving yourself fully. In this hostile world, People erect walls and they don't want others to enter those walls. Did you get, you, you, you didn't think you were going to get to this eh, about walls. Eh? Walls are a way of keeping other people out physically, personally, emotionally and in various other ways. Putting up a wall might mean shutting others out, refusing to listen, not facing the truth but running from it. Sometimes we put up walls as an overreaction. Often it's because we are insecure and afraid to face the truth. We even use our walls as a weapon sometimes. Harsh words, isn't it true? And put downs to cover up who we really are. But this morning, and I want us to end on a positive note, in Him we are secure. The, the people needed security. Not just any kind of security, but divine security. You have divine security in Him. You are secure in Him and in Him alone. We, we are special in Him. Think about it. You are precious in His sight. You are so special that God sent His own Son to die for you, to shed His blood for you. You are so special that He has destined you for spiritual greatness, for greatness, both spiritually and wherever you go. You are never alone. He is closer to you than you think. Have you ever ever this morning had a Jericho moment in your life where God blasted through your mighty walls. Have you had that lately? Allow the Lord to blast through those walls this morning. Let God be the wall breaker because He is the true wall breaker. He makes a way out of no way. He shows up. If you call on Him, He will be there. He wants to be there. He is there even when you do not call on Him. 
is always there because he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Whatever st stands in our way this morning, it can become the gateway and stepping stone into what God has destined for us. Our faith combined with faithfulness brings down wars and he is still fighting battles alongside us today. You see, when God orchestrates a great victory like here at Jericho, at every stage, we see his footprints and his fingerprints faithfully leading and guiding us on our journey. Let him guide you faithfully this morning. And then finally, and we're going to conclude here, the seventh point I want to make is they put God first and honored him. And we've got to go back to verses 17 and 19 there. Joshua decided in his heart to dedicate all of Jericho's plunder, silver, gold, vessels of bronze and iron to God. These things were sacred to the Lord. And it was Joshua's firm conviction to put God first and honor him with all of his, the treasure. I to ask you this question as we conclude. Do you put God first with all of the treasures he has deposited into your life? Jericho has fallen flat. What Jericho in your life has to fall flat today. Won't you allow the Lord, the real wall breaker, to be part of that blessing today? Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning and thank you for speaking to us the way you have. It's quite a long journey this morning, a seven-step journey, Lord, but we got through the seven steps. And Lord, it was quite a journey for the Israelites. Seven days, seven, seven circles they had to make. They had to circle the city for seven times on the seventh day. After doing it every day, once every day for six days. And Father, as we circle whatever it is this morning, as we circle whatever Jericho is before us, whatever mountain is before us, Whatever issue or problem is before us, Lord, as we circle it this morning, we thank you that the walls are coming down because of who you are and because of your greatness and awesomeness in our lives. Bless us today, Lord. Continue with us further. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.